Welcome back to the Angie and Mike Show. Mike here with our uh, regular visit with Dr. Michael Roizen from the Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Roizen of the Age Proof Life series of books and What to Eat When and the Cookbook and all that good stuff. And the guy who puts up with all my nonsense, Dr. Roizen, uh, thank you for uh, tolerating me because I I sent you a bunch of stories yesterday. We're going to talk about all the research for the week. But were, was there any credibility to the crazy stories I sent you yesterday? Well, go through them because okay. there was credibility to uh, each of them. Okay. And that, in, uh, at least two of the three had a lot of credibility anyway. Let me show it that way. Okay. The number one story that caught my attention the most was the story about the zombie mink in uh, <laughs> Denmark. I know that sounds crazy. It sounds like a horror film, right? Apparently, these mink farms had um, had an outbreak of the virus, and they had to cull the herd or kill a whole bunch of them. And then well, they culled the herd. Yeah. It turned out it was an illegal order, but thank God they did that. They they killed nineteen thousand minks. They buried them with the military in a military grave that is not too far from a water supply. Oh boy. Um, and the funny part is when the decomposition, they put them all together and the decomposition of these creates gas. That's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. In other words, when you're, when the bacteria start eating through stuff, they produce, um, carbon dioxide. And apparently it was enough from the bottom, if you will, it was a thin, deep, um, apparently grave site for 19,000, it pushed the upper minks out. I mean, in other words, the gas was, they were laid <laughs> in there close enough that the gas pushed the upper minks out. They're still dead, but it opened the grass, so it was only six feet under, and uh, they had enough mink to push out. So they thought these mink were coming back from the dead, and it was the, the dawn of the oh, dead mink. The gas of decomposition. <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, that story, and then on the heels of that story was another story that caught my eye about a um, an outbreak of a bird flu in South Korea. And that's right. It's an H five N eight, which is a very hopefully never come to human, but it's a very infectious flu. And a deadly flu. Hmm. And so it wiped out a ton of these um, ducks. And it also crossed over to chickens. And so the South Korean, I mean, we could never do this, right? The South Korean government ordered all the chickens in the country killed, stopped transport. That is, any train that had a chicken on it, you know, a, a freezer cart of chicken they comp- they stopped all the trains they confiscated all the chickens chicken parts etc and are uh, destroying them hmm. so um you know that's the difference right they take public health so seriously they actually killed all those guys well they probably also said hey we understand the public health risk and we're going to take all of these uh, birds and we're going to compensate you for it too. So they admitted that the government 
has to eat the cost, I'm sure. And that, that's probably part of the responsibility of doing that, too. But that's a- right. Well, that's that's another problem that uh, we're going to have to get some control over. We have so much debt in every country, every country that can print money is printing money greater than their intake um, with maybe a couple exceptions in the whole world. Yeah. And that's causing that's going to cause a, a problem long term in uh, being able to, uh, I guess, uh, afford budgets in the future. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have to pay for all of our adventures in the last couple of years here, especially as it relates to the pandemic. In this situation, though, South Korea is considerably smaller than we are, so it's much easier to get your hands around the entire population of uh, of ducks and chickens in a country. It'd be a lot harder to do that here in America. And as you said, let's hope that doesn't come here. I forgot what the third one was. Was that about Kim Jong-un getting the Chinese vaccine? No. Um I can't remember it either because it was the one that wasn't real. Okay. And so it's a good thing we don't mention it because we don't want to mislead people. Good, good. So we covered the, <laughs> the two stories about the zombie mink and we which is crazy enough as it is. It sounds like a horror film. And uh and, and let's get to some of the stories about this week and the health research stuff for this week. Um where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the LDL cholesterol story? Yes, so this is a very interesting story because the guidelines that uh, the government promulgates only go up to age 75 for treating cholesterol, meaning they either expect you to die before 10 years from then or, um, if you will, by uh, only going to 75, they're saying they're leaving it up to physicians. But this study looked at... Um, LDL with uh, in about 11,000 people, and they looked at the difference in um, with statins versus zetamide versus uh, PKS9 inhibitors, PCKS9 inhibitors. P- I'm missing the initials now, but in any case, three different treatments, and all lowered for each about 30 milligram per deciliter lowering of cholesterol they decreased risk about 25%. So um, it, it turned out that uh, what this means is that um, we're able to uh, and should aim for statin treatment or zetamide treatment or um, PKS, PK, PCKS9 inhibitors um, for... Uh, to get the cholesterol, LDL cholesterol or apolipoprotein B below 70. Um, and those, by getting it below 70, you really substantially reduce the risk of heart attacks, especially when combined with blood pressure lowering medicine. And that's key. That is key, working in, in tandem on both of those issues. Uh, I'm a big fan of trying to adjust with diet first. I'm a big fan of trying to lower cholesterol with diet. Um, what, what are the best foods? So, obviously, so am I. Everyone, I, yeah. I don't know a physician who isn't, but um, if the cholesterol is high enough, we often will start with a statin, and then when they start to lose weight, et cetera, then we will um, go and... Uh, 
um, reduce the statin or take it away if they can do it with diet. So everyone would prefer diet, and it is getting rid of simple sugars is most important. Simple sugar, added syrup, simple carbohydrates, and then getting rid of uh, things with saturated fats such as red meat and egg yolks. And I can still have my avocados, though, right? Avocados are a great thing because they help lower your LDL cholesterol. So that's a, it's a benefit. Okay, good. I'm on that. Um, sleep is always a big thing when we talk here. I've got like two minutes left on this segment. Sleep apnea raises my risk for sudden cardiac death. This is a little disturbing. Well, I hope you don't have sleep apnea. What sleep apnea is, is inability to breathe or lack of air exchange from your mouth to your lungs because of either obstruction or, um, if you will, cent we call it central, meaning your control system um, stops you from breathing periodically. It is usually due to obstruction. We have a lot of um, overweight people and obese people, and those are the people who get this most. Snoring, if you stop snoring all of a sudden, and you're moving your chest, but air isn't going in and out, that's, and you do that 10 times in a minute, that's uh, sleep apnea, and that's mm. serious, um, or 10 times. And, and, and that is such a serious problem um, because it lowers your oxygen saturation, and at the same time, you try and overcome it, and you release stress hormones, which increase your abnormal, the chance of having an abnormal heartbeat. So low oxygen and stress hormones, more abnormal heartbeats, that can lead to sudden death. Well, we don't um, so like that's the problem. We don't like that at all. Uh, Doc, can I take a break and come back and get to some of these other ones? Because there's some really good, really good topics this week. If you can hang out just a little bit longer, I'd like I, to do I that. can hang out for you anytime. Good. So everybody, while we take a quick break, you go and check out Dr. Royson's books on Amazon or you go to wenway.com. And when we come back, we'll dive into, ooh, uh, I got to go back to the health benefits of coffee. I'm not a drinker of coffee, but Angie is. And we'll talk about it next on the Angie and Mike show.